Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mastery and the Mindset to Succeed is our topic today on Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Surianis. I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. I'm your podcast host, and I'm a third Don Black Belt. We're joined today by Chandler Walker. He's the head of Stone Age Fuel and Chan's Logic. Chandler is a young and multidimensional talent, having studied biology and biochemistry at the University of Nevada at Reno. He's a student of epigenetics, and he's also a student of the martial arts, having studied for 10 years Taekwondo, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai kickboxing, and Thai boxing. Chandler and his team have put together a unique, multi-dimensional, and multi-platform program for people in and out of athletics to enable them to combine mental and physical aspects of their intellectual development to achieve success in life. Without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Chandler Walker. I am pleased to have on the phone today Chandler Walker of Stone Age Fuel, Culture of Care, uh, coming to us from Reno, Nevada. Chandler, thank you for talking to us today. Yeah, excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Very good, very good. So you have a, a very, very interesting program, and you have a very varied background. Uh, you have uh, studied in a variety of martial arts, including Taekwondo. So um, let's start. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in that and, and, and what arts you've um, you've trained in. Yeah, so I got started probably when I was 16, I, I believe, with a little bit of wushu. So I had a friend who had been studying the art for a long time, and we went to this park called Jamaica Park and just played around, and he showed us stuff and kind of worked through that for a while. And so that kind of set me up on my journey and got me excited to pursue martial arts a little more. And from that, I went into uh, kind of a blended program with Taekwondo. And it was my first real introduction to Taekwondo. And I stayed there for a while, a couple of years, that up to my red senior level or something like that. And because it was blended, though, I got exposed to uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu a little bit at the time and Thai, uh, Muay Thai. And I really figured out at that point that I really, I really enjoyed the high boxing, especially part of the art. So that's when I transitioned and moved more towards a focus on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and, and Thai boxing. And that kind of brought me up to where I am today, where I think my favorite thing to do and top focus is the, the Thai boxing. And I still maintain Jiu-Jitsu a little bit. Okay. That's great. That's a, that, that's great. That sounds like a very well-rounded uh, uh, background. And I think that one of the things that we've, I discovered from speaking to people uh, across the board is that there's probably more things that people that study the arts have in, in common than the things that separate the various styles. So people have different things that they have interest in, but that the some of the underlying themes, particularly in the traditional arts, are, are very, very similar. So I see you have an interesting background. You, you studied biology and biochemistry at the University of uh, Nevada in Reno, and um, you are involved in or, or you you've studied uh, epigenetic epigenetics so tell me a little bit about your um 
your, your, your education about that and about how that ties into what it is that you are, what it is that you do today. Yeah, basically I went to school for, like you said, biology, biochemistry, and got deep into the gut and the brain connection and why we do and create the things that we do today and why we make the decisions we make, why our body flips certain switches, why we get sick or why we don't get sick. It led me on a sort of med school pathway in the beginning, and I got a little bit, I realized at some point that I had a crossroads. I was either going to continue pursuing medicine, but I also didn't want to have the ability to give people medication to solve their problems. Because we'd been pretty, we developed a pretty good method and strategy and some tactics to work with people with things like with autoimmune disease, so like MS, diabetes, and a lot of these significant health problems. And from that, we learned how to remove chronic pain from people in their physical life. So then I, I realized that we had the opportunity to create a program to where we didn't give people medication, but we did provide them the ability to change their life, remove chronic pain. And from that, we also found out that the first step was removing anxiety and depression from people's lives and removing self-doubt. So that's what created our six pillars of optimal wellness, which is mental health, social health, nutrition, or gut health, fitness, sleep, and now we've included wealth into it because we've realized that if people aren't comfortable financially or don't know how to manage their money, they can't do anything else because they're going to be so stressed out. They'll just give up on any other of our six pillars. That's, that's great. So how does that transform itself from concept and from um, things that you're thinking about, things that you're working on developing to that becoming your um, your career or your how you sustain yourself uh, economically? What's the mechanism with which um, that all comes together? Yeah, so once I decided to transition away from medical school and pursue this full-time, what we did was we started off by giving seminars around the country and talking to people about what we do. A lot of people hired us to talk and to bring about our, our information. Then at some point we decided we needed to bring on a physical location and an HQ and an online component to what we do. So I built up a Facebook page for my, I call it Chan Logic, and it, I think it's at 20,000 followers now. And it became a pretty good mechanism to spread my voice and to spread the information that we wanted to spread. And from that, we created a couple of different courses. We created a course to help professionals remove anxiety and depression to kickstart their careers. And then we created a course around helping people remove chronic pain and lose weight to stay mobile and independent into their 90s. And so we leveraged both of those programs to create the entire Stone Age and culture of care experience that we have today. People pay to be part of those courses. They take the courses and they can do more on the back end if they'd like. And so that kind of is what makes it economically viable and allows us to continue being sustainable in what we do. That's great. That is uh, very, very interesting. So tell me where your ideal or, or how is it that people connect with you for your services in a, in a customary manner? Does it come from referral? Does it come from searching the Internet? Does it come from a specific uh, place where someone's perhaps searching the Internet for a specific uh, relief to a symptom uh, or, or a problem that they're having? What, what's the normal dynamic with which um, people end up connecting and, and uh, utilizing your uh, services and your platform? Yeah, typically they'll come in one of a couple different ways. Number one, they'll come in via our social media. We put out a lot of content. So I put out content on my Chan Logic Facebook page almost every day. We put out content on our Stone Age Fuel page every day. We blog every day from stoneagefuel.com and chanlogic.com. Uh, so people see that, they come in. 
We also have Facebook ads that are running out to the people who need to see them. So they click on that and come in. And then we have referrals from our clients who love what we do and want to share it with the entire world because we've changed their life. Uh, so we typically have those social media platforms, referrals, and then we have some other strategic business partners who send people our way as well. Okay. So if I um, am a competitive athlete in the Taekwondo world who is looking to either deal with chronic pain or probably more significantly, I'm looking to um, excel in what it is that I do, uh, what would be the normal manner in which that relationship would, would unfold and, 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 and how you would end up being able to, obviously from a broad you know, perspective, obviously I know you can't give us all the specifics, but uh, how, how you would uh, connect with that athlete and how you would uh, assist that athlete in, in achieving there. I think you, you and I had talked about um, mastery and the mindset to succeed as being one of, one of the topics, right? So if I'm a Taekwondo athlete looking to up my game at the Nationals next year, I'm looking to um, figure, find a, someone who I can, can help me to, to uh, achieve mastery and I'm, you know, a, a strong mental mindset. Tell me about your program and tell me about how, how it is that that would sort of un unfold. Yeah, so then you'd probably dive into the third route that we have, Stony Shield Performance. So in that route, you would come in and we would work on you with what we call the success mindset, so how to put yourself in a place of success, avoid burnout, trust your coach and understand the process, and then how to create the systematic system for performance. So how do you create explosive hip strength so that way your, your kicks and your punches are strong? And you have fast feet and you can move around really well and you create the ultimate level of balance from the strength you've created from that explosive hip and core strength. And so that would be the ideal solution for someone who is an athlete looking to excel. Uh, maybe come in part of, as part of our Stonyville performance platform. And would you generally in these types of situations, do you work with them? Because generally folks who are at that level, high, high achieving um, athletes who are looking to achieve a greater level, they generally have a an existing team, whether that be on the nutrition side, whether that be on the athletic side. Is it generally something that you do um, as a standalone, separate and apart type of a program, or, you, or do you generally integrate with their um, existing team, or it depends on the, um, the scenario? We typically integrate with their existing team. I find it works better if you try to work with who else, the other people they're working with. Uh, you can't accomplish everything by yourself often, and if someone already has people they trust and you integrate in, you typically become a, a pretty good part of that team. We do have some people where we kind of manage most of it for them, but I think for the most part, integration works really well. And we have people who are martial arts athletes. We have Olympians we work with. We have uh, all sorts of people from varied backgrounds and high-level sports performance avenues. And, and, and typically, from the standpoint of relationship and the achievement of goals, um, how long is the um, the nature of the the program and the contact? Is it something where it's a few sessions? Is it something where it's uh, you know given over a determinative period of time, or is it is it open ended as it relates to those specific um, goals for that specific uh, individual? We typically start people off with an eight week curriculum, which helps us understand and identify what we're doing, where we're going, how we're moving, and what's going to work best for them. It gives them a taste and a base level understanding of how we create explosive hip strength, what it looks like, 
And after the eight weeks, then we go into an open-ended program. So if they want to continue working with us and be part of what we do, then they have the opportunity to keep working with us monthly, yearly, and as, as long as we need them. And typically people will enter in our eight-week program in the beginning, and I would say 90% of them come out on the back end and keep working with us. Interesting. Interesting. And what about teams? Because, you know, even, even I, you know, I work with martial artists, but while they, while they uh, work, you know, individually, while they're individually weight class or they individually spar, um, obviously oftentimes, depending on the group, they may be part of a, um, a, a team, right? So, so, so either whether it be Team USA or whether it be part of a specific uh, dojang or dojos um, sparring team, do you have experience or, or do you, do you have, um, does your program work for being able to do it, it uh, from a group standpoint or is it more particularized towards uh, individual success and achievement? It works for groups. We have a, bunch, a couple of different groups, wrestling groups especially, that, that work with us like this. Uh, they typically do everything as a team. So they go through the whole eight-week curriculum together as a team, and then they move on to the back end as a team. We also spot some individual weaknesses and individual issues that we need to correct, so we help them one-on-one as well. Uh, but So it works with teams just as well as it works with individuals. I think with the mindset and the, the trying to enhance your performance there, it's both understanding that you're a member of your team and you are a, a piece that makes it work, but also you're an individual and you need to understand what makes you work. That's, that's great. And uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm learning a lot. So tell me in terms of people who um, are looking to find out more about what it is that you, that you do, who are looking to um, figure out whether it is that they fit into um, your ideal um, person to work with, uh, what would be the best place for them to, to start to be able to do their, their, their research to see if, hey, um, this is a good fit for me? Yeah, you can go to stoneagefuels.com to check out our chronic pain and our sports performance programs. And then if you want to look at the mindset and the culture of care, you can go to my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Logic. So stoneagefuels.com and facebook.com forward slash Logic. And you can get an idea of the the performance side of things and the mindset of success side of things. Do you do you find that in um, the time that you're you're um, that you're doing this and that you're working with athletes that there is uh, a greater uh, understanding overall culturally in the link between the healthy mind as well as the healthy body as part and parcel of uh, high achievement in um, in athletic performance? Yeah, I think it's becoming more and more common than it was in the past, and it's becoming more and more important for people than it was in the past, and we're becoming more and more cognizant of it as well. So I think now, and we're seeing this in sports performance athletes, we're also seeing this in the business world. People want to enhance and improve their mindset because they know that's the first step to making them successful in their athletics. And they know that their mindset is going to be the thing that makes or breaks their their athletic career or their, their business career. What do you say to someone who is interested in the program but doesn't fully, at that point, doesn't fully uh, – in, in looking to achieve success, doesn't fully understand the connection between uh, their mental state and their achievement um, as to being able to get them to 
get on the road to understanding that it isn't simply about, uh, well, if you do more, um, you know, if you do more squats or if you do more uh, leg lifts or if you do more whatever, if your body's healthier, you, you'll achieve. But to get those people along the way to be able to get them to understand the, the connection between the, the mind and the body, what is what do you find is the one of the ways that you can help somebody to sort of get into the right mindset to, to be open to that? Yeah, I tell people, typically, let's talk about your your past. Do you have some, say you're walking down the street or you're doing something, you kick someone and you, and you break your ankle. Now when you go back and you do that again, you're going to be afraid and you're always going to be a little bit, you're going to pull back a little when you do that technique or you do that movement again because you've had an injury happen. And what that is, your mind created a trigger around it. And that trigger activates when you get anywhere near that effectively or that happening. Even if you roll your ankle, you're going to get triggered and pull back a little bit. So what we would do in that situation is we would help you identify and understand that trigger that's not allowing you to get the full effect out of your kicks because of something that happened in your past and adjust that to modify it. So now that you're cognizant and aware of it, it doesn't haunt you and it doesn't destroy your performance anymore. And so the big thing I would tell them is it's, it's really your mindset is understanding and identifying what's stopping you from improving, uh, removing it or making you become self-aware of it and then putting you in a place where you can combat that trigger. That's great. That's all very, uh, uh, I, I think it's all really important. And from what I've seen in terms of working with uh, athletes and, and working, I, you know, one of the common concepts that's probably come up over the last five or six weeks in the interviews that I've been doing is um, the notion of uh, people that work with athletes um, really understanding that you simply it no longer is perhaps effective to tell athletes just do it because I, I'm telling you the way to do it or do it because it's the way people have always done, but to be able to get people in the mindset of understanding why everything is done and what the goal is and what the, what the intended goal is to be able to help athletes to move themselves to be able to get to a, 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 a place of greater achievement. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's huge. It's bad. The, real, the first real big step to optimizing performance, your mind will either make or break your ability to move forward or not. Do you find that in terms of the people that, that you work with, that they're largely, um, I know that you work with business people on the athletic side. Uh, are they largely people that are uh, professionally competitive or are, or are they uh, simply people that are looking to overall improve their, their health and fitness? Um, and do you work with, um, do you find that there's a, a place for your services for children and, and teens, or is it more um, specialized towards, uh, um, you know, a young adults and adults? Yeah, we have a, a lot of high performers. We have wrestlers on the national team. We have a couple of Olympians. We have a, a lot of people in that regard, but we also have regular people who just want to enhance their lives and enhance the performance of something they enjoy doing recreationally. Uh, we do have a, a youth program as well. So our youth sports performance program has been one of our flagship programs for a while. So we do find that we can work with and enhance kids' performance based on their mindset and their ability to optimize their, their core strength and their explosive hip strength. And I think kids are the one that often get neglected because people think that the mindset of a child doesn't need to be adjusted or modified or anything like that. But in reality, they're still learning. They're still molding. They're still trying to understand what happens and they're developing those triggers I talked about earlier. And so if we can help them understand what's going on and why and how they can improve, I think kids see the best 
performance and best enhancements out of this whole thing. That makes a lot of sense. And it sounds to me like uh, if you can have that success with children, that you can have a life, really uh, a complete life altering, uh, build a, a foundation for success into their adult years, as opposed to trying to re to reprogram their minds, you know, and, and break their bad habits once they're, once they are adults. Yeah, exactly. And so you, you put them in a place to where they're cognizant and aware, and then they become optimally optimized to actually perform and to, like you're saying, not go into adults and carry in on what they have and carry on their triggers. Very good. Very, it, it, it's, it's exciting. And um, I think it's interesting. I think it's relevant to the folks that, that, um, that, that we service and the people that, that, that listen to our um, read our publication and listen to our podcast. So tell me in, in winding down um, what lies ahead for you? What do you, what do you see for your near future and for your, your, your long-term future as it relates to you um, in terms of the work that you do um, and, and some things that you're trying to achieve? Yeah, well, we have two books com- coming out. One book's actually already available and we're about to launch it. It's, we call it our fluff the tough guide. So it's meal plans, recipes, and athletic performance guides and a lot of that. And then we have our mindset of success, 30 days to optimizing your, your mindset coming out as well. So I think those will be pretty interesting. We're going to launch them and give people the option of getting the book, just pay shipping and we'll send it out to you. So that, that'll be exciting. The other thing that's exciting on my ground background is uh, my daughter's going to turn one on the 18th of this month. So we're going to throw a birthday bash and it's going to be exciting and and incredible at the same time. That is wonderful. I told you I'm the father of four children, so I certainly understand how um, no matter what else it is that you're doing in your life, that that has the most significance and and is certainly really exciting. So happy birthday to her. Yeah, thanks. She's going to love it. It should be fun. Good. So so we look forward to um, following your career. Um, we would love for you to, once your books come out, if they're um, if they're broadly available, um, get us that information. We'll, we'll certainly be ha- uh, happy to circulate that. And when we post the show notes for this, we will um, we'll post. Uh, in addition to posting your uh, biography, we will uh, post the links to your social media and and to your website. Uh, we're talking today to uh, Chandler Walker of Stone Age Fuel. Um, I want to thank you for for talking to us. Um, and for the work that you do to help people to uh, um, live their best life, which is uh, always important to us, and to achieve uh, success and happiness. So, Chandler, thank you so much for talking to us, and we wish you the best of uh, success. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. If you have any questions, just feel free to send me a Facebook message, and I'll help you out. Very good, and we'll be sure to post post your Facebook page so that people can get in touch with you easily. Perfect. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.